All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. Hey, it's Lauren from Fitness Education Online here. Excited to bring our special guest, David Mifsud, in today. David is a very successful PT and business owner. He owns two studios. So you've got the Buddy Shapers and the Day One Training and Transformation Project. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. And you also run a really amazing teenage boys program. So I'd love to touch on that later on, but I'd just like to say thank you for joining us. That's okay. Always good to help and share some stuff that will help some people. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, it will. So first, I'd just like to start with, you've got a pretty incredible fitness journey. So obviously, we know that one of the great things about this industry is that it does draw in people from all different walks of life. So I'd love to touch on your journey first. So how did you get started in fitness, David? Yeah, for sure. Mine's the cliche, um, kind of went through the transformation myself and then just wanted to give that to others and just just fell in love with it because of the, you know, what it did for my own life. Um, Pretty much from the age of, I would say, eight, I had the awareness that I was like the bigger kid in school. I still remember a day in, I think it was year two, and me and some other boys were like pulling up our shirts like looking at everyone's stomachs and, oh, you've got a four-pack or you've got a little two-pack or six-pack or something. I pull mine up and some kid goes, oh, you've got a keg and, you know, a bit of laughter. And that, that's a true story. And that was like when my heart sank uh, at that moment. And I can still remember and that was like the first time I was like, hang on a minute, like is something wrong with me? Um, and so pretty much from that point on, and that was year two, I was always just very self-conscious about my body. And I wasn't morbidly obese, but big enough to to notice it. And then once I had that realization, I think I – I think I always had a bad self-image after that. I always thought I was almost bigger than I was. Even though I played sports and was, was fairly good at sports, I was the spit kid in the team and stuff. It really hit me hardest in high school, an age where your self-esteem is really challenged and you're trying to um, you know, socialise other people and girls become interesting and all that stuff. And so that was when it really started to um, weigh me down, pardon the pun, but like it, it really took a hit to my confidence, um, my overall self-esteem. I just, I just... I just hid away, to be honest. I just didn't want to show myself. I wouldn't go to swimming carnivals, wouldn't go things. So anyway, it, it was it, it was the biggest thing that has plagued me uh, as a as a you know young young kid and teenager. Um, and then after a couple of um, after a couple of little attempts at home to try to do stuff, you know, we had a treadmill. I'd run on the treadmill for like twenty minutes and then stop. Or had a few weights in the bedroom and I'd do a couple of days or I'd do some weights exercises, probably all wrong and whatever. Um, I tried those things, never stuck to it, and just you know. It got too hard or I didn't have motivation, whatever it was. Um, it was only when I was about 16 and a half, my mum decided to sign up for the local fitness first and she encouraged me to go down with her. And I was scared out of my brains to go to a, go to a gym because, you know, gyms are super intimidating. You have no idea what goes on in there. You think it's just jungle. First. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, look, they, they can be some worse than others. But I remember going the first day, she's like, just come check it out. I put on like jeans and a jacket the first time I went and that was because I wanted to make sure like she wouldn't make me work out. Like, if I wear this, she won't make me do exercise, right? That was smart man, right? So I went there the first time, just looked at it, and she goes, do you want to sign up? Like, you know, we'll do this. And then she said, I'll get you a personal trainer to start with. And and the salesperson's like, you have a trainer? He'll show you what to do. I started with this trainer called Peter. 
Uh, and Peter did a couple of sessions with me at first and just sort of got me used to it, showed me a few of the machines. Here's a basic program. Um, and it was enough to just get me over that that little hurdle. Um, and I did a few more. I did probably a couple of months with him after that, which again, mum, he gave me a bit of a deal being a student and mum paid for it. And I'm, I'm just eternally grateful to this day that my mum, you know, made that investment in me and, and, and that because it got me started. Um, and eventually I got, I, I got that sort of internal drive and got hooked once I got over that initial hump. And I started going sort of five, six days a week after school. Um, and I think it was probably about four or five months in, I started feeling like the actual difference. I remember someone at school actually, Still, still remember this day. Someone at school was the first person to make a comment about that I've lost weight. I compliment me. He's like, "You look like you've lost a bit of weight." And it's like, you know, the, the opposite of that year two guy saying how to keg. It was like the flip side of that. It just, it just raised me up, and my shoulders went back, chest went up, and it just felt so good. And uh, that was really the start of the start of that journey. Um, and probably over the course of that sort of year and a half, two years, I lost nearly fifteen kilos wow. um, through high school, and it's just. Got into an amazing routine with my training. I started reading like about nutrition and workouts and doing my own programs. Started meal prepping at home at like 17, just like wanting to learn what to eat and just and stopped, like, stopped eating what I was eating at home instead of eating my own food because I was like, I want to take control of this. And, and it became just something so empowering to me because it just showed me like, like this thing had held me back for like 10 years of my life. I was like, I hate this. And I finally was like, I can do something about it. And so I lost a bunch of weight and I, I actually got a little bit obsessed with it probably at the end of, end of sort of year 12 and into the, my first years outside of school. But we won't dwell on that too much. We'll be here all day. But long story short, that's what got me in the fitness industry because after I went through that, the only thing I cared about at that point in life was like learning more. I wanted to keep studying fitness and nutrition and the idea of, of helping others like the way Peter helped me. Just It was just like, what an amazing thing to do and I can get paid to do this and just share it with people. And so I, I finished year 12 and I, uh, I actually convinced my mum again, my mom's a legend clearly, she, um, she funded a, like a Cert 3 and Cert 4 in fitness for me. And said, look, if you if you put your head down, you really want to do this, so I'll, I'll pay for it. Um, and so uh, straight after school, in fitness, I actually went to uni as well and did exercise science at uni uh, and ended up doing two years of exercise science. And then I actually dropped out of exercise science because I realized I really needed a degree to be a good trainer. Uh, and so that's how I got my, my initial degrees. I got my first job at Good Life Health Clubs uh, at Menai, where I am, and was working as a contracted trainer, paying the gym some rent, and then you go and run your own little business which had its ups and downs, a story for another time, probably. Um, I went from that, my own studio, actually, I was around, um, and that was about six and a half years ago, I opened the first studio, and now we have two of them. Um, but yeah, it all stems from, from overcoming it myself and, and what it did for me in my life, in, not just the physical side of it, but the mental side of it, the self-esteem, the, 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 the sense of empowerment I got from actually realizing that, you know, if you want to change something, you actually can, which was the biggest lesson that, you know, for whatever reason, I hadn't learned yet in my life. Um, I'm sure everyone learns those things at different stages. It took me till 16, half 17, and to, to lose some. But it's one that has stuck with me ever since. Yeah, awesome. So, your two studios that you run, can you tell us about those? So, the Body Shapers and the Day One Training and Transformation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so both. So, I started Body Shapers six and a half years ago. Uh, and that is a women's only group training kind of studio. And that decision, as everyone always asks, why would you do it like women's only? That decision was uh, mainly because I had a business mentor at the time and the business mentor said it's important to have a niche. And he said, do some, you know, be some, be a little more specific. And probably 75, 80% of my clients were females already. So it just made sense. Like, you know what, let's do a women's only studio and create that kind of vibe. Um, and I think it would have done just fine being males and females, but that's just what I decided to do. And so head down and did it. So six and a half years ago, we started Body Shapers. I'm a one-man show. 
Um, I'm running every workout. I'm doing the marketing. I'm trying to sign people up. I'm vacuuming the floors. I'm cleaning the bathrooms. I'm doing the website, everything. And I did it off, off you know, the skin of my teeth financially, um, as you do. I was 20 years old at the time when I opened this wow. and did not have a lot of money. Um, I had started doing semi-well as a PT. Like I was making uh, pretty good, like, like honestly, I was making pretty good money for a 20-year-old. Um, plenty of PTs for making more money. But at 20 years old to be making like, you know, 1500 two a week um, was pretty unreal. So I had some money coming in, but obviously opening a studio comes with a lot of expenses and a lot of uh, extra things. So I opened the studio, um, fly by the skin of my teeth, still had a mentor help me out and yeah, basically started growing that. Um, and, and the model we've kept is is group training, um, again, with women. So we do it sort of 12 to 16 people in a session. It's a little bit higher price than if you go to fitness first, of course, for the margins. And then I have trainers that run the session, run the uh, run the workouts. We do a lot of accountability. We do nutrition. We do challenges. We really try to help people overall, not just with, it's not just coming for a workout. See you later. Um, and that's still going to this day. I've got three amazing trainers that run that for me. And I, I don't really do too much in terms of delivery. I just kind of oversee and make sure things are working well because I've really got some great trainers now. Uh, and then last year in November, I opened up the second was and females gym, hence why they're two different names. Otherwise, it was open the same name, obviously. But I decided to branch out a bit, do males and females, a little bit different kind of vibe. It's a little bit of a younger demographic. Uh, still group training, um, but it's a little more kind of harder strength and conditioning type of stuff, males and females. And yeah, I opened that in November. Didn't anticipate we'd be locked down ever seven months after oh. opening it, but such is life. Um, and so we're just doing what we can at the moment. But that's the second studio. And so I spent a little bit more time at the new one, just trying to get that, that um, you know, pumping, of course, and getting all the team up to scratch in the community. So, so how are, are you handling years. lockdown? Are you doing online programs for, for your members? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, we're doing a, a couple of different things. One is the, is the simple online um, live workouts with trainers, which I've got. I had six trainers between the two gyms. Like I may as well like mm-hmm. keep them employed, running sessions online, which has it has its ups and downs. And, and we have a fair few members doing it, but some people it doesn't suit them for whatever reason. We also rent rent out some of our equipment to people, and then they can pay to rent the equipment, and we write them programs to do at home. So some people took a barbell and some plates and stuff, write them a program, you know, three days a week of strength training they can do at home, which, you know, for some people that works really well. They can do it whenever they want if they've got the space. Um, and we actually recently uh, just about to start like a, a little outdoor uh, kind of open gym setup where basically just out the front of the gym, we're going to set up so a bunch of mats. People come down, there's a workout of the day written up. They pull some equipment out, smash through their workout. They can do it in twos with the restrictions. So two people at a time do that. So we're just about to start that. Um, touch wood, the restrictions haven't changed as of recording this um, mm-hmm. because they're changing very regularly and there's lots of cases in New South Wales again as of recording. So, um, but that's the plan at the moment. So we're, we're, we're meant, look, it's, it's, we're not, we're not, um, we're not dying. We're not bleeding cash right now, but it's certainly difficult to, it's a little bit difficult to grow the business. And this is not to be like negative and, and be like a complaining about it. It's just the reality of the situation is it, it is harder to sell people into fitness with such limited options yeah. because training at home, albeit a, a reasonably good alternative, 
is not quite as enticing as coming to our studio and, and the vibe and the equipment and, you know, you've got this separate place. Um, we've only got so much equipment we can rent out. We rent out most of it. So it's it's a tough time to really grow. I haven't, I've been spending a little bit of time still, you know, getting clients and things, but um, it, it, it's just a tricky one to really put your foot down and stuff. So I think any fitness business out there during lockdown, even if you're, even if you are just maintaining, keeping your current members happy, um, you know, showing up for them, just keeping them engaged. Even if you're talking about mental health and nutrition at home, anything like that, you know, even that's going to keep people in your world and, and reminding them that you're valuable and you're that authority to help them with all things health. You know, that, that's a really good place to start. So yeah, doing what we can. Yeah, that's awesome. And so just going back to your personal story of how you got started in fitness as a teenager and things like that. So now you have a teenage boys program that you run out of your Body Shapers studio. Can you tell us a little bit about that program that you run? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I I started this actually in conjunction with my best friend, Jake, who's also a trainer. He had his own studio at the time as well. And uh, honestly, just a, it was more of a passion project at first. We, we had a couple of guys that like were just like brothers of friends or whatever, and they just want to start training. Or we were just telling them how to train and stuff. And like, look, there's a lot of kids who, uh, you know, want to learn how to get into fitness for whatever reason. And, and he, he, he got into the gym at a similar age to me at about sort of 16, 17. And we can remember going back having no idea what we're doing, even though I had a trainer to help me out. You're still, when you're on your own, you don't know if you're doing it right, wrong, how many reps, how many sets. When you, you, some of the stuff I did was just laughable now, thinking mm-hmm. about it. So we sort of went, look, kids need to learn how to train properly. We want to help them. It's going to be fun. It's not going to feel like work really when you're hanging out with a bunch of 15, 16-year-old kids and having some fun and cranking some some Drake or something over the speakers and they're just learning how to bench press and deadlift. It's like it was it was always going to be something fun and passion that we did. So we, we actually launched that I think back in 2018 maybe, 2019, a couple of years ago. Um, and it, it blew up quite quickly. Like compared to the amount of, mar- like, the amount of marketing we have to do it was minimal like we, we put the word out there locally we have you know social media followings or whatever um but even just like local facebook groups and we did like a tiny advertisement or two just a super basic thing and just said hey have you got a, you got a teenage son that you know you either you want to get him into fitness or he wants to get into fitness that's kind of the two motivations right there's the the kid who's watching instagram videos and wants to go train like the guy they see on instagram um and then there's some that maybe not that interested but their parents know you know, they need a bit less time on the PlayStation and should probably go and do something. And they, and they want to start them young. Yeah. So that's kind of the marketing was like, hey, either they want to do it or you want them to do it. And then we talk to the parents, find out, you know, where their kid's at, you know, what they think their kid might like and da, 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 come on down. And yeah, it, 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 it grew very easily. Let's put it that way. We, um, we only run it three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 4 p.m. after school. And um, yeah, we had, um, we had more kids than we needed pretty quick, to be honest. Um, but I can tell you, training kids is, is not to turn anyone off for too much. Training kids is actually a lot more difficult than adults because they get very distracted and they don't always listen um, and they want to do their own things. So, so we, we couldn't actually take on too many kids at once because it was just difficult to actually deliver and keep them under control. So once we got to probably 12 to 14 kids in a group, it was like, all right, we need to, yeah, the ratio here is not good enough and it's just two of us. So I eventually brought a trainer on to help with that as well. Um, so yeah, we've gone done that for a couple of years and it's, it's a very... It's been a very easy program to maintain. It's one of those things that if the kids like it, they like it. And then they come with their friends. It comes to see they all do together um, and some healthy competition. We kept like a little whiteboard of all their lifts. So it's like, you know, Jimmy, squat, bench, deadlift, just kind of the basic lifts, right? And then each day, they kind of like Monday, squat day, Wednesday, bench, Friday, deadlift. And we try and encourage them to hit little PBs, you know, week after week, which when you're starting training, that's kind of the simplest way to do it. Try to increase your weight pretty consistently. 
And as a kid, you know, it keeps them, it kept them pretty you know, engaged. It's like, oh, I want to see myself obviously improve and I'm actually seeing some results. Um, so that was like simple things like that delivery wise really helped. And yeah, it's, um, it, it's been fun. It's definitely like at times uh, test your patience um, for teachers to do it. But um, yeah, it's been a fun little passion project and definitely something if, if you, if you want to work with that demographic, there is a need for it. There's a huge need for it um, because kids need to get out there. They're spending more time sitting on screens at home. Um, I think that the world as a whole is much more fitness and health conscious. So parents are super aware, like more parents are training because they're training. They think, huh, it'd be great if my kid trained. Right. So there's a, there's a big demand for it. Um, and yeah, if you've got the patience for it, I think it's a great little thing you can bolt on to an existing business um, and help more kids. Yeah. Awesome. So you sort of touch briefly on how you started the kids program. So for any trainers out there who are thinking that they would like to work with kids, how's the way that they can actually get in front of their market? So you said you are hitting both kids and their parents, or is there a strategy that you would recommend that they could use to get the name out there about their program? Yeah, for sure. I think you want to talk to the parents um, because they have the the buying power sort of thing. Um, So anyway, where you can get in front of the parents and promote the, uh, the opportunity and then think about the demographic who's going to have kids at that age I think when we ran an ad we ran it to like 35 to maybe 50 or 55 sort of age um, but I think in that because I think the average I looked it up the average age to have a kid is like 29 or something mm-hmm. so if you're looking for teenage then you know if they have a kid at 29 and they're sort of 45 the kid's probably a teenager so you know 35 55 that's sort of smack bang in the middle and then there's some younger some older um, but yeah, in terms of getting yourself out there, find like like any marketing, find a way to get in front of the people that you you want to talk to, which I believe is the parents, um, and then make an appealing appealing message like you go sell it. Help it. I, look, if you want to go really deep into how to sell it, it's it's really talking to the values of the parents, and you need to make them um, see this as a way to show that they value their kids' health, and that if they didn't look into this, not not you don't say this directly, but you almost want to make them feel like they're bad parents if they don't look after their kids' health, right? And we're not going to say, we're definitely not going to say it like yeah. that. But you want to kind of make them feel like, you want to make the message all about, you know, this is an opportunity to do something for your kids. Um, which obviously pulls at the heartstrings of any parent, but it's been true. Like, I'm so fucking grateful. My mom took me to the gym and paid for a trainer. And yeah. if this was around when I was young and she just said, go to this gym and you can go train with other boys your age and you guys can learn how to lift, that would probably would have been less scary than going to a gym on my own. I would have loved it. I got to meet friends, train together, meet some cool coaches who were like, I was like 23 or 24 when I started it. Like I was, I was one of the boys still. We were having fun. Um, I would have loved it. So anyway, if you want to come back and market it, um, like any marketing, find the people, figure out how you're going to, the message, like what's the, what's the hook of this? Why would someone want to do it? Um, and then make it, our, our, our opening offer was tried out for the school holidays for free for two weeks. And if you like it, you can join next term. So again, any marketing, make a compelling offer to people that is better than just, hey, do you want to come pay? It's it's this much. So we said, hey, we're just launching this program. We're starting it next term, but this next two weeks in the school holidays, we're doing like a test run and we want about 15 kids to come down and try it out. Uh, and it's perfect for you if you feel like the kids, you know, again, too much time on the PlayStation, want to get them up. Um, you know, you want to help with their self You want them to do something for themselves, learn some new skills. Like, you know, come up with a couple of key reasons people want to do it and make them a good offer and then follow up like any good marketing should do. Um, and you could do that with paid advertising. You could go to Facebook groups like I did because if you've got a local Facebook group, guess what? There's probably 30,000 mums in there and it's free to put a post in there. Um, if you've got your own social media, don't underestimate your own social media. You might not think you have that many people, but you never know. You might check it up. The right person might share it. And there's three clients, five clients, right? 
I mean, shit, if you wanted to really get it going and you and you wanted to go all in, you could message 100 people a day off your Facebook and just say, hey, don't know if this is for you, but do you know anyone who might have a son between the age of 13 or a kid, I mean, son, like kid between 13 to 17 who might be interested in some fitness and some exercise. I'm actually starting this, this fresh program. I'm looking for 15 kids. If you know anyone, that would be amazing. Hope you're well. Like you could just do that to 100 people a day for a week. And again, you'll either, they'll either will pass you on or maybe they're a mum and they'll go, I don't know anyone, but actually that sounds amazing for my kid. Tell me more. Yeah, that's awesome. Anything so, organic that so we can use, you especially could roll up now. Your sleeve and figure out a way like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's always, there's always a way. Marketing always works. There's always a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, do you have any kids that come along that have, say, been dragged there by their parents and don't want to be there? A couple of kids. Yeah, a couple of kids started like that and the parents were really just like, give it a go, give it a go. And I, I, I could, look, I don't have this on a spreadsheet written out, but I, off the top of my head, I feel like it was sort of 50-50 whether they'd stick it out. So you got some kids that the parents really just, just were just optimistic. They were like, look, I hope he takes to it. He doesn't really want to, but we really want to bring him down. And if the kid's not ready for it, the kid's not ready for it, right? Um, and so we tried and we'd be super friendly. We'd have fun. We'd let them know this isn't school. This isn't like something you're going to have to do. This is a fun place. Feel good when you exercise. And I would even tell them, I would tell them my story sometimes, right? Like I would just say to them like, Hey man, when I went to a gym, I freaking hated it. But because of that, I actually felt like the best I've ever felt because if I could, amazing. If not, so be it. But there were definitely some that came very reluctantly. And they were a little bit shy at first, um, but once again, they realised, okay, this isn't um, this isn't school. This isn't some boring thing I've got to sit through and listen. Um, it's not, yeah, it's this pretty welcoming environment. And like, what we do often is we play a lot of games as well around it. So we might start, we might start when they get there with a little game. Then we do some proper training, and then we might have been, generally we started finishing a little game at the end. Might have been um, like we've done a stuff. Actually, our favourite game of all time, and it depends on the size of your gym. We used to do volleyball. So we'd get some freestanding squat racks. We'd put two bars across them and then the kids would play volleyball over the top of them. And that was one of their favorite games to play at the end of a session. Sometimes we set up little indoor soccer or we just do like a catching game or just something. So we tried to think of it like a bit of a, um, a bit of a game sandwich, right? Or a training sandwich, we're going to call it. Like make it fun at the start, make it fun at the end. So they start fun, they end on a high. And in the middle, we get through the meat and potatoes. And not that the, the training, but it's just the attention span. You know, you try to make them do an hour of just training. After about 40 minutes, they were like, all right, I've had a, had, a, had a good chunk of this. So we tried to come up with as many ways as we could to make it fun. Um, and, and some of the kids who were reluctant were like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. This isn't just like the things mum normally makes me do suck. But this one's actually all right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I would love to come in and play. I want to do volleyball over the squat racks. We have, we have broken, I think, two or three lights from volleyball, <laughs> though. Um, because kids get very carried away and it's always mm-hmm. a, a funny little thing. Um, but yeah, someone will whack the ball too high and, and thing. But um, yeah, and then, and, and look, did some kids probably want to come for the games more than the training? Maybe, but as long as they're still training, like it's like slipping the buddy veggies in their spaghetti bolognese that I'm knowing, right? It's like exactly. they're, doing it for, they're doing it for the game, but they're coming in their training and um, they're learning how to lift correctly. So if they wanted to eventually go to a gym on their own when they're older, they know what to do. Um, but yeah, we, we, we adapted that over time and, um, it once we got a core group of kids, it was it was a lot easier. Like the first few sessions are just super challenging because yeah. they don't know what they're doing. They're shy, um, or they think they can run a mark one or the other. Um, although some kids start good and then they think they can run a mark, but um, yeah, it's 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 it was a lot of fun. It never felt like work. Yeah. Um, 
and and yeah, and the parents are super grateful. I've par- I've I've kids who've been with it for three years, and they've paid term after term after term, and they love it. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, thanks, David. I really appreciate your time today. Um, we know that you're a busy man in lockdown, still got a lot going on. So I'd just like to say thank you and hopefully we can have you back again soon. Anytime. Love sharing. Thanks so much. Thanks, David. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.